Hello, good evening, and welcome back to the Endless Weekend Podcast. I'm your host, Rondrick Vaughn, and uh, it's May 13th. This is number 11. I have a cool little, uh, I have a cool little guest today. Uh, one of my good friends, his name's Robin. He's a really smart, educated guy, and he kind of took control of this uh, podcast uh, this this time, uh, which I allowed. I like to be interviewed, so he did. He did with a, uh, what I should be doing as my job, but instead I'm interviewing myself. But he really helped out. It's a really good time. He uh, called me out on some stuff about podcasting, which I respect. Criticism is always good. Any type of criticism is good. But yeah, he's a really amazing person, really educated dude. Uh, this was a really fun podcast, speaking with friends, just past, how we met, whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, we made it to number 11. Uh, we got a cool little guest on here I think you guys will really like. Um, we don't really have a topic. I mean, more we, we kind of talked about relationships and... Uh, just life stuff. So listen, man, it's, it's really good stuff. Uh, not one of my uh, act up, acting up podcasts. Uh, this one's def- definitely a lot more tamed um, and truthful. It's really, it's really good. It's a really good time. It's a really good time. So uh, yeah, welcome back to the Endless Weekend Podcast. And uh, just to let you guys know, we are available on all platforms all platforms you know if you if you have an apple phone you can use spotify or you can use the apple uh, podcast app either or or you can download a you know go to the app market and download other podcast platforms you can listen to me on there so wherever you listen to podcasts you can listen to the endless weekend podcast you know serenade your brain you know what i mean uh but yeah thank you guys for listening we're doing good I love this little uh, family I've built, especially ones on social media that actually uh, talk to me, you know. But hey, I'm not going to hold you guys too much longer. Welcome back and enjoy the Endless Weekend Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Endless Weekend Podcast. I am your host, Rondrick Vaughn. And I uh, just want to let you guys know that um, I have a special guest here. Um, he was introduced to the squad about two, e- <laughs> two I was introduced to the squad how long ago? Two years Rondo? ago, maybe? Two years ago, thank you. A little bit, yeah, huh? Two. No, that's shorter than that, but thank oh, you. Oh, okay, I feel like two years. It's been a year. A year and a couple months. A year and a couple months, yeah. A year and some change. Yeah, so, um, go on. But, uh, yeah, he's a really good friend. He's a part of the squad now, which uh, we accept him, kind of. Thank you. Um, Appreciate that kind of part. His his name's Robin, and his favorite superhero is Nightwing. (laughs) (laughs) If uh, you guys are comic book fans, then you know know, the process of uh, becoming a Nightwing. So um, just for context, to know about the person behind this lovely voice, um, my <laughs> name is Robin. I am a 27-year-old post-grad Filipino, per- Filipino, and I currently live in the Bay. I've gone through a good amount of experiences in terms of life, uh-huh. career, love, relationships, all that good stuff. 
and I like to talk, which is why I'm here in this podcast. And thank you for the invite, Rondrick. I appreciate it. I'm going to call you Big Man because that's how I call yeah, you all don't, time, right? You don't have to call me Rondrick. All right. We have this thing where we have a nickname yeah, for nicknames. our podcast here right here. I call him Big they Man. They call me uh, Big Dick Willie or Swing Low. Okay, let's not get there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, yeah, that's no, yeah. a little bit about me. If I'm, my life is an open book. If you have questions, I hopefully have answers, but I'll do my best. Yeah, he has... Uh, social media um i don't know his tags <laughs> but yeah he's he's a hashtag wonder boy so if you at me uh my instagram is at da wonder boy yeah yes and my i have a photography page as well at oh. robin boy photography so follow subscribe all wait, that what good kind stuff. of what kind of photography is it is it like uh i like a retro it's more of a do what you want kind of photography because Okay, if we're going to go into photography, um, I actually, I've gone into photography mainly because... What's, what is your, the, the, the oh, my, um, Instagram? My at for the, for Robin the Boy Photography. Robin Boy. Photography, yes. So, if you go in there, you can delve deep into the my artistic views, which is pretty much either <laughs> convention photography, wedding photography, graduations, and landscape stuff. I kind of use that as an outlet to say, hey, I travel the world. This is how I dis- um, show where I went. So you see there, like, New York stuff. You'll see Florida stuff Seven and everything. Magic Mountains? What's that? Oh, that's in Vegas. Th- um, if you pass what? by Vegas, yeah, there's a bunch of pillars there with different colored um, rocks. rocks. Yes. And a lot of people do Instagram-worthy photos there. That's actually pretty sight. And I lived in Vegas. Ah, and I've never seen that or heard yeah. of this before. I have way too many friends that are Instagram addicts, so they show me where... All the cool shit is. Mm-hmm. All the See, good shit. I wish I had friends that was into Instagram that much. I mean, don't you have friends in general? I do, <laughs> but a lot of my friends... We, we adult hard, bro. Like We you don't really hard. have time mm. to travel the world, unfortunately. It, it's L- fine. Living on a certain budget. So kind of like going off that topic of adulting hard, do you feel like... How old are you again? I'm at 21. You're 21. Yeah, I'm 21. I just said my neighbor, my age earlier, 27. I'm just kidding. I'm 26. Oh, God. I was going to say. I feel so old. Um, it's May, baby. Right now, um, at your time, what do you feel like you always wanted to do, but you never got to? To be honest, my brain has been everywhere, bro, thinking about so much. Like, I have interest in so many things mm-hmm. that... Um, I would, uh, you know, like with school, I started off kinesiology first. Yeah. Then went into business. And as of tomorrow, when I fill out my paperwork, I'm a creative writing, a creative writing major. That's awesome. Uh, so I, I think that I, you know, uh, alongside with the pockets, I feel like the podcast is one thing that I really, I, I, once I started doing it, I was like, okay, this is, this is really for me. This, this, it's not, it's not hard. I like to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to get to know people and I just tell stories and make people laugh. You know, Definitely. that's that's the thing. So I was like, that's fluent. That's a hobby that I can like, you know, and it can actually turn into a career later. So it's 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 that one hobby you can use as fun, whatever. Don't take it serious at all, and then it end up somewhere that you didn't think it would be. Okay. You know, um, and so so that's why and how you got started. Yeah. With yeah. the podcast is just a way for you to have a creative outlet in life. Yeah. And just to mess around with things, correct? Right? Yeah. Because yeah, I, I always see myself going towards after after um, no, uh, knowing that kinesiology wasn't for me. Always, I've always had even before uh, college, uh-huh. I've always had that f- 
feel that I was going to be in the entertainment business. If 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 it wasn't acting, then it would it'd be some voice acting or uh, storytelling, storyboarding, and you know something that that route in entertainment yeah. in that in that little section. So what is it about that outlet, the creative outlet, the storytelling, the creative writing, the podcast? What is about it that makes you want to do it? I don't know. I think I just it's just the creativity. In yes, me, I'm the interviewer right now. Uh, <laughs> I just have so much to g- I feel like I have so much to give and, and um, I just want people to give something that people can relate to and it, it's not even just like I, I couldn't work a career where it's just me not entertaining other people in any type of form. Now I'm in creative writing. I want to write stories. I want to paint a picture for people, you know, send people into a different world or dimension, whatever you want to say with how people read. Yeah. Oh, it sends me to a different dimension when I read this. I want them to, you know, go into a fantasy of something I created and let them understand, you know, because I want to put messages in there too to kind of uh, spread light on what's going on in the world. Yeah, definitely. Um, but also it's, I don't know. It's it's for me, it's, um, in my perspective, I go through the same route when it comes to creative, um, cr- creativity. I have dabbled in video editing, videography, yeah. photography, creative writing in general, podcasts, all sorts of stuff that's, easy to get into yeah one of the things that i did when i um in a slump or actually in an emotional state aka post breakup thank you very much life (laughs) i've actually yeah you have when you go through post breakup you have many different emotions you you are struggling to figure out how to cope understand and get through with them right so one of my things is to do creative writing I actually written either short stories or sh- um, slam poetry in a way. Yeah. Uh, for people who don't know what slam poetry is, it's kind of like freestyle poetry. There's no rhythm. There's no rhyme. It's literally just you having a it's, train of it's thought It's not process. the same thing as uh, spoken word. Actually, you are right. It is spoken word. I mean, spoken it's, word for me is more of a generic umbrella term. But they term. tend to rhyme a lot in spoken word. Yes. They tend to, but that's not a requirement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's more about the message and Definitely. what they're saying and how they're saying it. Mm-hmm. That's and what I get from the spoken word. Yeah, and for me, that's the same thing because I've kind of found out, whereas when I write a short story, I've, write, I've written a lot of short stories yeah. before um, in Tumblr. <laughs> yes, I have a Tumblr, which is not what I'm... I'm not going to disclose my Tumblr name. I'm sorry. Sorry. Private <laughs> stuff. Anyway, secret. none of your goddamn business, yeah. buddy. <laughs> it's a journal. But yeah, I've written short stories in my Tumblr before and... So you're trying to stay anonymous on Tumblr? Sorry to break... Uh, to it's not I off, try but. to stay anonymous. It's more like if they find it, I'm not going to do anything about it, but I'm not going to help them find it. Okay. Okay. I feel yeah. that. You follow, you find it if you find it, you follow if you follow. That is correct. And I'm not going to stop you. I'm not going to, it's, it's a private in a way that I don't really post up my name, but if you have, you're not going to, um, if you type my, my full name there, you're not going to find it right there. You kind of have to dig through some stuff, but it's open. It's up to the public. Okay. Um, but when it comes to my creativity in Tumblr, which is how I open up to things, I, I tend to take a while just because it's really hard to process your thoughts and emotions from the get-go yeah. but when it goes through it's it's like a waterfall it just keeps on going you know yeah same thing and for me when it comes to something as intense and as deep as a post break a breakup yeah that's why you have slam poetry you have free word because you just want to say yeah, stuff you, 
you're also expressing your emotion. Yeah, you're expressing your, your emotion frustration in your an anger, unfiltered way. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I've heard on um, uh, we were at um, Sonoma State. Uh, uh-huh. I actually been there twice for a, a, a campus tour. One was with my friend uh, Devin, and the other one was with some dude and his girlfriend. I forgot. I don't even hang out with them anymore. I actually don't want to even mention their name. But uh, we went there, and they were doing slam. It was actually all type of different. It was um, spoken word, slam poetry, and uh, a little bit of jazz spoken. Oh, so it's it's a mixture of a lot of different things. It was a bunch of different people doing their versions of uh, uh, vocal arts on on stage. And we went to it. It was a guy that he was an older gentleman, probably 80-something. And he, you know, his spoke his, uh, what was it called again? Spoken word. Spoken word was just like slam, but mm-hmm. it rhymed. Yeah, it has a cadence to it. It has yeah. a flow, if you will. Like uh, it's a. Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry. About <laughs> it. Don't worry sure? about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, so question for you. All right, and I'm gonna kind of go off the topic of, of, creativity. Yeah. Spoken word. How do you deal with breakups in general? Because I think that's kind of like an enticing topic because everyone deals with breakups differently. Some people choose to drink. Anger, anger, drink, smoke. drink, smoke, um, feign ignorance in a way that they're just kind of like, if if out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. Yeah. So how would you? Um, it, I guess it d- just depends on the situation that uh, happens or whatever. But I mean, if it was anything negative, uh, I don't want to give any examples or anything. Uh, if it was anything negative, um, me, how I grew up, I, I had a lot of aggression, mm-hmm. a lot of aggression to let out. Uh, so, you know, after a breakup, I would be that aggressive person. Like, I would go out, you know, I would separate my friend, my separated myself from this specific group of friends that we hang out with now yeah. multiple times because uh, just situations that didn't work out with uh, girls and stuff like that. And okay. And I'll be the person that just go to the club and drink and wait for someone to, to oh. you know, to wait, step up. Do you or go by yourself? Is what yeah, you're yeah, it'll be yeah. A, cu- a couple of times where I'll just go by myself. Or, you know, just, just take drives, man. Like, yeah. you know, with... Do you look for companionship in the clubs or do you just look for... Mm. Um, you just look for the... Uh, what is it? Why I, do you go I go the there with anger. You I go, go out of anger. anger. I don't go for one-night stands or any of that. I'll go in anger oh. just because I know I'm getting drunk around people that's... Other people are drunk, so you know it's that that um, just waiting for that right person to do something, <laughs> bump into me oh, or say something. Oh, you're looking to for me. something to trigger you. Yeah, just waiting for that trigger, bro. I'm just I'm fishing for it. Yeah. You know, like I'll be a little aggressive toward people, but me, my friends know, know me as not that aggressive person. You know, but yeah, you're you, chill. You, yeah, you know, I try to be now. You know, I don't have a lot of, yeah. a lot of anger in me too much. I'm, I'm getting my life together. Who I was two, three, four, five years ago is you know, isn't who I am now. You know, yeah. I learned from those experiences. I learned from living. I learned from, uh, you know, breakups. You, and Yeah, you learn from trial and error, from realizing what you don't, what is healthy, what isn't healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As to cope with things. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I, de- I dealt with the same thing in terms of trying to figure out exactly what helps me out. Yeah. Because I did live in a household where... It's like they're, they give me healthy reinforcement. They're yeah. telling me, hey, uh, son, this um, you shouldn't be doing this. They're, they're sheltered, but in a way that 
they're letting me know what's good and what's right. They're still yeah. letting me, you know, yeah. go through it. So one of my things is like, uh, how I met your mother. So okay. I, whenever, I only like, watched probably 10 episodes of that show. No, I've, I'm lying. I've probably watched two seasons. The amount of times I've watched the whole series Damn. is the amount of times I've gotten breaking up with. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. So I know yeah. that series like a back of my hand, but it's because of the emotional state. Like for me, one of my biggest things when it comes to breaking up is I want someone to relate with. I want yeah. someone to, I want to either um, view someone's life, someone who can relate with, or I want to talk to someone who I can relate with so that yeah. way we can just vent about each other. And yeah. Ted Mosby, um, trademark, Ted Mosby, the, the main character of How I Met Your Mother, he is what I could relate to in terms of personality, in terms of how he deals with things, and in terms of the life that he goes through. Just the experience. Because, yeah, the he went through a shit ton <laughs> yeah, of relationships. I, like, from what I remember with the show, is it's pretty much, how, how many seasons was it? There's like eight seasons? Eight, eight seasons of yeah. him being broken up with. Yeah. A bunch of different yeah, girls, like, a bunch of dates that didn't work out. Yeah. Um, and, and you think is this is you know how, oh this is their mother you, this, yeah you know and never. and then you yeah no like it gives you that cliffhanger about you think it's their mother when it's not but also in a way it gives the creators uh, an opportunity to show the audience what their life is like <laughs> like for example yeah I don't know if you know but the creators of How I Met Your Mother they're actually they a lot of the stuff that happened to them in. Is, is what happened to Ted in How I Met Your Mother. Really? Yeah. See, that that's what I like about certain shows or movies or even in, in books, just those life experiences that yeah. you can take from real life and put into books, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, to give someone that can relate to. So they got you right there. They they got you in a show because you yeah. can relate to it. Mm -hmm. and, that's, and that's why it connected to me so much because – and that's why I was able to – Post breakup, other stuff that I was able that I did was you know write the short stories, yeah. slam poetry, vent to someone. When but in the end, like the biggest thing that could help me out wasn't any of those. It was a combination of that, but it was more of time. Yeah. Like as long as you are focused on looking forward and just moving on from the thing. Like yeah. Yeah. Um, person did you wrong either cheated on you or fell out of love or any sort of any sort of reasoning behind their yeah. actions in the end there's nothing you can do about it you yeah, just gotta move you just gotta move, you on. Just gotta move I mean, on or else you'll be stuck in the past but that's that's hard for some people oh yeah uh definitely think it it's one of the hardest things in the world because you think you're gonna be with that person forever mm -hmm. and then that left turn hit your ass <laughs> that left hook boy Let's just know, bring uh, us back swerve. to reality. Like, yo, this can happen. This can happen. You yeah, know? and uh, for me, it's it's just trial and error. Like, uh, like trying. It's just like it's life. You know, yeah, you, life. you try it something, happens. it doesn't work. It's relationships. It's, it, the same lesson you learn from relationship, you learn from anything. You ride in a bike, you fall off. That hurt. I'm gonna learn from that. Yeah, you know I'm gonna try to learn gradually. Not do what I did in my previous relationship, so I can either do better for That's myself and or do better for the other person. Like, in a way, you're trying to learn. You're trying to better yourself by saying, "I'm not going to do this anymore in my next relationship." But at the same time, That's I feel midget, like it's I'll, a major form of uh, evolution. That's yeah. what I say. At the same time, though. <laughs> You can see a flip in there in, in which 
while you are trying to learn from what happened in your past relationship, you also have to be mindful not to compare your past relationship to your present relationship. Oh, yeah. You don't bring those demons into the next relationship. But yeah. it's hard. It's, it's, it's really, really hard. It's really hard. Because let's say, for example, your past relationship is toxic, as in, you know, cheating, lying, and all that stuff. And, you and you're trying to learn from that. Yeah. But in doing that, you're kind of putting your next relationship you into a disadvantage. Yeah. yeah. In areas that, you know, she probably didn't have those. He or she probably don't even have they. those. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, you got to be... You gotta be non-binary. You have to be inclusive and yeah. open about relationships in general. But yeah, go on. No. Um, uh, so yeah, when it comes to <laughs> the when 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 it when it comes to just getting over someone and being able to learn from that, it's really hard to not to not put walls up for um in front of another person. Like for example, yeah. in my past relationship I was yes, I was cheated on. I'm gonna be open about that. Yeah. I was cheated on in my past relationships. Happened to the best of us. Huh? Happened to the best of us, bro. Happens to the best of us. Amen, brother. <laughs> <laughs> it was really hard for me. Like it was really hard for me not to protect myself from a certain red flag that that person might have. Yeah. I kept comparing them to like, okay, they're not they're not telling me where they are at any given moment, any given day. They have a guy friend. Yeah, they yeah. have all this good stuff, bad, good, good, quote unquote, <laughs> stuff. And you have to realize that this is not the person that you dated before, and they're not going to do that to you. But it's really hard because your instinct says, "I need to watch out for myself yeah, because it, I've been burned by it before." That guard is up, boy. Yes. That guard's watching. That guard's so, pinnacle. So yeah, when it comes to that, it's. Pretty much, if you don't recognize it and you don't do something about it, your relationship is already doomed to, to be dead from the start. Yeah. Yeah. I had a talking to for my friend when I was dating a girl and I was doing the same thing. Like, I kept comparing her to my previous, the previous relationship and she was getting frustrated and I vented about it, about our relationship yeah. frustrations to another third party. And they were like, no, you're literally just... Um, copying the problems that you had and putting on this person that's not fair to them yeah. I'm like you're right it took a long time for us to figure our stuff out in the end it worked I'm not with them anymore for other reasons not for that but it worked like you're it, it takes a certain kind of maturity to acknowledge that about yourself yeah to accept that to just, accept that just yeah I've that's definitely something a lot of people have has to work on when mm. you know leaving a relationship like that because you you're making it worse for someone else. You you bring it into a relationship. Let's say it's you, the next person you get with, you're dating that person for three months. Yeah, and you know it, just the way that she eats cereal reminds you of the other person, so it just Dude. tricks you. You're triggers, you're triggers you like oh man she she's doing something sneaky. It's talking about post-breakup stuff. Yeah, like yeah, the very so little things. <laughs> just, just the smell of something or the sight of something. You're just like, oh, I've been here with this, uh, this, <laughs> this other person. You know, it's, it's, it's a yeah, it's honestly, a cycle. Have, you, you feel like it's a cycle. Haven't you gone to that part where you actually stop doing things or stop going to places or stop listening to yes. certain things because it reminded you too much yeah. of your past? Yes. That happened to me. Yeah, like I... Um, I was in a relationship with a girl who worked at this restaurant and after we broke up like even though the restaurant was so good 
I'm like, nope, never blacklist. Going <laughs> never going back. Never going back. Yeah, that's one of those things that just sucks when you like have to cut it off with them just because it is an attachment thing. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Um, in a, okay, so I'm actually going to segue this into a topic where me and Big Man have talked about, um, not have talked about previously, but I've actually listened to his podcast before. Yes. And I <laughs> have, yes. Already know. Yes, yes. You listen to, I listened. Know. I gave his podcast a test run. We're like, let's see what this guy's about. You know, let's see he what. He went in there to just, yeah, to, yeah. just to judge me. Judge you. Yeah. I mean, I'm, your, I'm, I'm a fan slash critic. I accept I am, that as a friend. Yes. On a friend level. <laughs> in, a, in a business level. In, in a, a business level. Both in all kinds of levels. But yeah. yeah, constructive criticism. I want to go back to this topic because I feel like it needs to be explored more. Which What episode was it? I forgot because I blocked it out of my mind <laughs> because it was so bad. No, I'm kidding. I actually don't remember, though. But I know about the topic because it... It was Insecurities. Episode yes. Six, seven, seven, eight, <laughs> you don't even nine, know your own episode. <laughs> 11, 12, 18, 19. Yeah. He looks at his iPhone <laughs> and looks at his podcast and like, let me check. I have a guy for that. <laughs> I have a guy for that. And he's, he's on, he's on uh, vacation right now. So I have to do all this stuff myself. Right. You know, you got to put some self-initiative in order to make your podcast successful. It but happens. yeah, so... Insecurities. That was number seven. I said seven. You said I started se- off you said with six, the six, seven, eight. All right. Re- good recovery. Good okay. recovery. So insecurities number seven. Yes. Um, about the insecurities, he pulled it out of a random um, topic out Cap-y of a hat yappy. thing. And it's like, oh, hey, here's a really great subject. Insecurities. Why well, is it great? Because I don't know what to talk about. And then you said the one thing that did <laughs> trigger me. I have no insecurities. And the first thing that I... I felt when he said that, I was like, fuck you. <laughs> he got mad at me through I the got, podcast. Yeah, I got mad. I'm like, what? who the fuck are you to say <laughs> I have no insecurities? Keep in mind that it probably ha- is the joke. It, I get high as fuck when I do my podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's my podcast. I can do what I want. Yeah. Um, it probably And I, I tend to change the subject a lot in the podcast, especially when I'm by myself. It's hard to keep. Your mind, my mind's just going. Yeah. I'm just saying the first thing that That's comes into my mind. And I tend to forget to tell people that I'm joking. Or, <laughs> or or to clear it up before. Not even joking, but just to clear it up. Yeah. I, like I said. Okay, so you're um, you're acknowledging that it is a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I just want to make Everybody sure. Everybody has insecurities. There's yeah. no one in this world <laughs> that doesn't have an insecurity. It's, it, I, I watched a video where it was a monk talking about, you know, they have insecurities also based yeah. on the, the thing that they practice. You know, they can't have mm-hmm. sex. They can't do all this stuff. They're like questioning it but it's inner you know that even the people that they have no uh contact with people outside the world have the insecurities so i mean I, it's a joke when i say i don't have insecurities because yeah. then at that point i'm uh, what is that word called uh, uh what are you trying to say uh it's like egotistic but oh yeah like narcissist uh, narcissist right Narcissism. there so if you if you think you have no fucking insecurities, then, then you're you're probably one of those. Then people. you're probably unstable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you should probably go, go get help now. Yeah, you need f- you need professional help if you don't think you have insecurities. But yeah, yeah um, let's go on the topic of insecurities because in a way, a lot it's a relevant topic, especially because it connects to a lot of things in life. It is mental, also mental everybody issues. Everybody can relate to. Yeah, everyone can relate to it. Um, so yeah, so we're gonna. I want to go to the real, gr- the real meat of the thing. The core. And the core. I want to ask you if 
you can be honest and <laughs> just kidding. Um, wow. Yeah, <laughs> so yes, I'm the interviewer here, even though he is the guy in the podcast. But I want to ask you this. control, and I like it. <laughs> That's what she said. I'm very, I'm very submissive to people that can take control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amen <laughs> to that relationship that I have. But yeah, anyways, <laughs> uh, let's move on. Let's move to the <laughs> securities topic and ask you, what do you feel like your insecurities are? Oh, um, uh, I have a lot of insecurities, dude. Uh, I think a lot of it came from how I grew up and not having what other people have. Um, so, like, all through elementary school, you know, my mom, she was going to school, all this stuff trying. You know, she has three kids at the time going to school, yeah. so she couldn't really afford a lot. So then we would get those fucking shacks, and everybody had Jordans, oh. had shacks, boy. We were going to pay less. Thought we were the coolest dudes. It's Walking so just, it, they're just showing it off to exactly. you and everything. And I thought we had some dope shoes. You know, we, we had yeah. some red and black shacks. We all had the same color, dressed up, matching as, you know, brothers going to school. Everything's just and on point. Like, hey, like, yeah, you know, yeah. We and got confidence. And, and then you're like, you're, oh. Yeah, you guess. get that. They got the Jordans. They're like, what the fuck? They got shacks on? In so, the hood. That, that, that's the crazy part. Cause in the, they're doing this in the hood. You mm. know what I mean? You got the... Uh, they're doing this in the hood, and it, I, it, it's just weird because we know their families are broke too. But yeah. You can tell that they just didn't. They, they didn't responsible care. with their money. And yeah. They'd rather buy expensive ice Jordans than you know fifteen dollars shoes. Are, are you saying that you're jealous that they have the shoes and you don't? That's where my jealousy came from. Oh. And okay. So now that I have, you know, when we moved to Clovis, my mom had already had a stable job. We're we're good at this point, but also we just didn't have that. Uh, that style or that fashion or the things that you know we went to a whole we moved to a whole different atmosphere when we moved from Fresno to Clovis. Yeah. We moved from the west side of Fresno all the way to Clovis <laughs> Rich Boy <laughs> side. Mom got a nice house, two story house, we moved over here to Clovis High where all these white people probably had sixteen black and people in school. Jealousy maybe. just went off the charts. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> like we 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 okay uh, like in sixth grade, fifth grade my mom got a really good job, moved to Clovis and stuff. We were still going to West Side schools. Yeah. So we thought we were better than everybody once we started getting those clothes. But mm-hmm. then moving a year after that to a school <laughs> where all these kids are rich as fuck, people, you know, parents are picking them up in, in Porsches, uh, Audis and stuff. We don't see those. We didn't yeah, see those cars on the yeah, West Side. Back, I was like, back in my day. Yeah. So <laughs> You're like, I don't got this shit, man. Exactly. Now so here, like, yeah. oh, shit. Like, you know, my family don't have this stuff. So it, it put me on, like, that level where I'm, uh, I, I have to be insecure, you know, like, it you have to go to school with a certain type of backpack, and I didn't have that backpack. You know, oh. Jansport, it was $60, bro. My mom would have can, to go. Can I intervene and ask, what do you mean by you had to be insecure? As in it, it, what, it, I couldn't control my emotions. I can't, oh. Nobody can control their emotions. Like, so it was like, my body was like instantly like insecure. Mm, like, like you damn, didn't? I don't have what they have. This is what, you know, they consider, you know, as acceptance, you know, if gotcha. you have this certain backpack, you have these certain shoes, you have this, your parents have a nice car, whatever, nice house, then you're so in this certain yeah. category of... So you, the insecurity was forced upon you just because you couldn't really control where your environment exactly. is. And you have only this kind of backpack and this kind of shoes. Exactly. And now you see others doing that. And right, you can't just filter them out. You can't just no. say, I'm going to hang out with these people who are the same level of income as me, same kind of interest. Yeah. You're forced to be part of that um, group that obviously has it much better than you in terms of economic status, yeah. and you can't do anything about it. Exactly. That's exactly how I felt. Yeah. But I didn't know that at the time. It was just like, damn, uh, I, I just don't have what they have. It sucks. You yeah. know what I mean? And 
I felt like the, the the only way for me to do it is just to be social with people because I feel like when you're talking, they're not paying attention to what you're wearing. Mm-hmm. So that was always my thing. It's just talk and make people laugh. Yeah. You know, to keep the attention away from certain things, you know. And now, like, you know, as you get older, you you develop so much more in- insecurities and you kind of leave a, a lot behind. You develop more. Definitely. You, know, you, go, you, you go on as, uh, as yeah, you, and you live certain experiences. Yeah, and for and me, like, yeah, I um, it's... I can relate to you on that kind of level where it's not as yes it's insecurity and jealousy but i've learned throughout my life well back then yes you have jealousy mm-hmm. be, but i'm the oldest yeah i'm the oldest and me too well i have an older brother but he, he didn't grow up with us mm. so. I, i'm the oldest out of four so in a way my jealousy is not this person has it much better than me yeah mainly because we grew up in a white household like my mom married uh, uh, married a white guy, and so we had kind of a sheltered life. Traitor. I'm just kidding. Know, man. <laughs> Thanks for outing me out. Like that. <laughs> but anyways, now um yeah, I came from um, I came from a developing country, which is the Philippines, low yeah. income, and then we had you know a shitty uh, shitty ass uh, background, all that stuff, which I accept as part of my childhood. Yeah. And I got uprooted from there to the United States in a suburban. Um, household of about maybe a thousand, two thousand people, and like for us, for that, for people in the United States, the basic necessities for them is our oh my god, I have so much stuff now. So yeah, we just we didn't realize it, and that's why I didn't have that kind of insecurity because we are we get that stuff now, and we're like oh my god, we're so blessed. But my um, insecurity is. Jealousy with how we were both treated, because I am the oldest, which means yeah. I have more responsibility. That the rules are tighter on me, and I couldn't do as much. My bedtime was like 9 p.m., 9:30 p.m., and then I look at my younger siblings, and I'm jealous of them because oh, they're how they're treated compared to what yes. you got to treat when you're especially when they're you're treating a kid. the youngest, yeah, and they're treating the youngest like oh my god, we're like pampering you because you're the youngest. We want to, ch-. and plus, um, two guys, two girls. So yeah. I'm the oldest. My I have a younger brother, another younger sister, and, and uh, another youngest sister. Yeah. The middle child is always kind of like the runt in a way that, <laughs> yes, they feel even worse, but I'm feeling like, one, I have an obligation, yeah. and I have responsibility as the oldest child, and I'm going through the shitstorm for them, yeah. and they're getting the good stuff. Yeah. They're getting like, But oh, you're paving the way, though. Yeah, I'm paving the way, but... Come on, man. I mean, I was also in an Asian household. Shit's real there. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Let me see but, those A's. Where's A's? Yes, you only got an A minus? No. Uh, no summer uh, for no, you, buddy. No, no summer for you. You're going to go work. <laughs> but um, back to the point, yeah, that's my insecurity in a way that I'm always comparing myself to them. Yeah, I think and that, it's that's still, a lot of people's insecurities comparing yourself. Like, yeah, like, like, like I jealousy said, like, comparison, yeah. yeah. It's a different kind of jealousy where you're jealous of, like, why don't I have what they have? Yeah, envy, bro. Envy. Yeah. My, I've turned, jeal- I've turned the jealousy from envy to comparison because it's a state of mind for me. Like, for you, for envy, it's like, why don't I have what you have? Yeah. And my flip is that, why can't I have? What is wrong with me? Instead what of am what, yeah, what am I doing wrong? Yeah, what am I doing wrong instead of what, what are I they doing this? right? Yeah, well, how what can am I, I doing wrong? So it's a yeah. flip one. It's the same concept, but looked at in a totally different way. I learned that in sales. Hmm? That, those questions, I learned that in sales. Yeah. And it's, it's a just, chart of, you know, split in half. Mm-hmm. You, change, you change one word, and it can get you in so many different, different places or outcome. 
you know what I mean? And, and it just goes and it just goes from there. It just it the way that you interpret interpret your insecurity and your flaws does help um pave the way where you're gonna be at. Yeah. Yeah. Some people would choose to like um blame it on themselves so much that they put a crib or some people would blame themselves and let that blame help them get better. Yeah. Some people would rather um put the blame on others and kind of like lead, lead a life of just a blameless life or some people could blame it on others and realize that they're better than that and they can improve on their so there's like different pathways if you will yeah um where i'm going with this is this i feel that we all have our way of going up out of how we're dealing with our insecurities yeah and the best way to do it in my opinion is to acknowledge it and work with it yeah, if you keep putting it to the side, it's going to keep popping up. It's going to be a thing that you have to deal with until you deal with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just like any other problem. You, it's not just going to go away. It's you have not. to deal with that problem for it to really go away. You know what I mean? It, the same thing with like... And, and that's, the thing, that's the thing with insecurity. Sorry for cutting no, you No, no, go ahead. It, it cannot go away. It will never go away. Yeah. Because it's always You have to accept it. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be there, but you have to accept it. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And um how right now in your current state. Yeah. Um as a twenty six year old, uh-huh. how do you deal with your insecurities? Oh man. I mean, it's it, it's so many things. I think my biggest insecurity right now is my weight. Because I went from this fucking lavish ass fucking <laughs> lavish specimen ass. with an eight pack. This into gorgeous piece yeah, of human being. <laughs> the crimson chin. The crimson chin. <laughs> The crimson chin. When I walk into a room, bro, the lights start to flicker and hey. like glitter comes out of nowhere. Type <laughs> of dude. To, um, I mean, I, I'm not. I, I accept myself for who I am right now, but I, I, I feel like it's definitely insecure. It's an insecurity. So that's why I wear sweaters. That's why I wear sweats. If it comes to like any loose clothes, that's it the reason why. You know, yeah. it, it's a powerful insecurity. Weight is a powerful insecurity. But you know, we're. I'm. I'm working on making a change. Uh, my girlfriend's brother's helping me out going to the gym, going to this powerlifting gym. I'm that's sore right. as fuck right now. Um, <laughs> so that's why I'm so lazy. But Honestly, I mean, that's, that's a good first step. It, yeah, uh, I'm making these first steps. And, uh, you know, I've always been the dude that I give up, you know, so fast in, in for stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, but now I honestly feel like that's why I have the, you know, the will to go back to school because I feel like I'm at this, at this point in life where I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Like, you know, like, get your shit together, bro. Like, you, <laughs> you told yourself when you get an apartment, you get a car and stuff, you're stable, you're going to go back to school, lose weight, do all this stuff. Now I'm at this point, so I'm like, I'm realizing, like, oh, shit, I promised myself this, you know. I have comfortability to write, go home and write something down, you know, if it's not a chapter, you know, just a little short story or something. Mm-hmm. And it's now I'm starting sense. to do it, you know. Yeah. 30 minutes of a hobby of writing, go out and work out for an hour, 20 minutes, hour, 30 minutes, get home, cook, do homework, whatever. You know, that, that that's the plan that I, I set for myself, and I really think I can achieve it to help out these insecurities with not being – because, you know, all my friends are graduating from college or already graduate, have their careers going, and I'm like, why am I working at this fucking $16, $50 hour job in – you know, it, don't put yourself down for that. that because, th- th- yeah, that—that's yeah. the thing of like being an adult. Though it, you, 
you you build the insecurity right when you start to see your friends start doing good. You're like, fuck. The comparison. If I would would have went to school at the same time, or if I would have stayed committed to school at the same time, yeah, I'll be graduating with a decent job. So much, so much would be different. But I feel like God put me on this path for a reason, mm-hmm. for I can figure it out myself. He he's he's giving me these little hints and stuff where to go, you know, directing me. But it's something that you have to do. You, he's not gonna make these choices for you. He's not gonna hold your hand through this whole process. Yeah. So that's you know that's what I have. I ha- I I got that reali- realization a while ago, but now I'm starting to take action on it. So um, I don't know. Have you heard of this terminology called uh, the imposter syndrome? No. Okay. So I, the imposter syndrome is actually a big, not phenomenon. But it's a common thing within people in tech companies, not just tech companies, but big companies in general. Yeah. Let's say you're in a company that has lots of great minds, great people, entrepreneurs, stuff like that. Yeah. You're surrounded by them. What if you, as a person who have this kind of like, sta- who have this sort of, you know, like you're good at something, you're not. You know, yeah, you're yeah. great at it, but you're good at it. Yeah. And you got hired at this company full of great minds. You mean pros. Pros, as yeah. in they know their shit. Like, and you are just this person who, I'm good, I'm not great, but I'm good. Yeah. And then this co- the company that saw you, they're like, hey, I you have potential. We're going to hire your ass and put you in, in the vicinity, in the environment yeah. with all these people and see where you work at. And that's where an imposter syndrome comes in because imposter syndrome is the state of mind where, like, why did they hire me? Why am I surrounded with these people? I don't think I'm good enough. Why? How did I get hired here? Like yeah. you're asking yourself the questions like, what did they see in me that I don't even see in myself yeah. to put me into that place? That's what the imposter syndrome yeah. is. It's like you're not good enough, but they put you in there, so you have to be yeah. good enough. It's both a good and a bad kind of pressure. So that's what you're, in a way, it's a more macro viewpoint of what you're saying for me it's like i put on specifics with the with a tech company yeah but in your case you have your friend group where they're doing all this good stuff they're making moves they're you know put get, putting milestones on them graduating all this stuff and you're yeah. here like shit i'm friends with them i i'm comparing myself to them why can't i do this but you're doing it in a way that i need to yeah. Because now they're moving on forward. They're like, oh, shit. Yeah, they're not waiting on me. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, why, uh, why am I in this friend group? Okay, I need to step it up. I need to go at it. Yeah. And that's what you're doing, which is great. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I realized, you know, I always had that fight with myself. It's like, I'm going to be too old to go to school. I'm going to be too old. It's going to be too I'm going to be fucking, you know, my life is going to be fucked if I don't have a degree by 30 and yeah. you know, start my career. But that's not true, man. Like. You you're know, never too it, old to go back to school. Never exactly, and that's what I'm starting to realize. Like, no one gives no one gives a shit how old you are. You know, they're gonna hire you for your skill, you, what you're good at. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so now that I, th- I see that, I'm just kind of like, okay, I'll just go at my own pace, go to this school for two years, and then you know, be on, you know, be back, be where I think I should be. Yeah. Even though I, sh- it's wherever it's, I am it's where I run it doesn't matter how long you go as long as you go there exactly exactly so that's how I see it now as long as I achieve what I what I feel like I should achieve yeah. I'm good yeah and so. honestly that goes hand in hand with you being able to overcome which goes back to the point the insecurities part yeah yeah and for for a lot of people insecurity is something that's really hard to deal with it's something that's 
really hard to acknowledge because how can it's it goes against your ego where you're forced to acknowledge something that you're bad at and that you have to continuously improve yeah, on it exactly. because sometimes you just kind of like Shh, i'm really good like it's a good balance between self-confidence and self-awareness yeah like for me i'm one of my biggest insecurities is self-confidence yeah uh before the before any of this before uh, about maybe a year or two ago yeah i have a severe lack of self-confidence in a way that i don't think i'm good enough like for example um i when i dated <laughs> yeah when i dated people i went for low-hanging fruit in a way that uh, not dated i had flings with people there you go don't worry relations are pretty good but yeah the flings are pretty bad but oh we'll yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah <laughs> no it's because of self-confidence like i don't think i'm good enough to you achieve better yeah and it it shows when it comes to dating it shows when it comes to career that i am i'm just not good enough and i'm still battling with that like right now in my current job in my current life in my current relationship i'm i'm better definitely yeah. but it's it's really hard to have self-confidence when you're 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 your own enemy. You're putting yourself down a lot. Yeah, yeah. You, when you're in your own head, man, that's yeah. a hard place to escape. And you're mm-hmm. in that vault, that mind vault. And you're in mm-hmm. all your insecurities, your dark past, and your, you know, any of that shit. It's gonna yeah. it's gonna mess it's with gonna you. It's gonna mess man. with you. It's gonna mess with you a lot. Yeah, and that's I I don't know if that's the biggest insecurity everyone has, but that's definitely mine. It's just self confidence, connection with self esteem, and, and just self worth, man. Self worth. Yeah. People really don't think they <laughs> matter in this world, which is not true at all. All right. So, speaking of self-confidence, self-worth, I actually uh, want to get to this thing in a way. Yeah, but How important is all those three things, self-worth, self-confidence, self-esteem, their bundle as one? How important is that when it comes to both relationships, dating, etc.? That's very important. That's so? very important because you don't have any self-worth. How are you supposed to treat that person with the respect they need. You know, if you don't feel like yourself is, you know, if you, you feel like yourself is wor- worth worthless, yeah. then what kind of, you know, uh, especially as a man in a relationship, how are you supposed to lead that relationship? You know, lead that woman into her confidence and building her self-confidence or building her self-worth, with, you know, her attitude towards the world. Mm-hmm. And the same energy that you put into your relationship is what she's going to put into the world or back into the relationship. Yeah. You know, it's like a little boomerang effect. It, you know, it, you hit them with that and it comes back. And if yeah. you if you send in it, if you're sending all these bad vibes at somebody, they're gonna send it back. And it's the same thing with relationships. Yeah. You know, it's it's just gonna it's just gonna be this you know, this dark little space without. If you don't have any uh, type of uh, structure with uh, self worth or uh, respect for yourself, yeah, you, it's you, nothing's gonna not ha- nothing's gonna happen. You're not gonna be able to take any self initiative. And that's what I'm saying as well when it comes to self confidence. A lot of people, both my girlfriend and my other friends, say that self-confidence is one of the biggest attractions in their relationship and in dating in general. Like for me, um, I'm not that m- much. Wait, eh, already that self-confidence. But, but let's just say this: I know when I'm self-confident. I know that I'm I'm the shit. And that yeah, obviously, trans- yeah, that obviously translates well in my relationship because my girlfriend says that. Damn, th- 
this person's got it all. They know how to handle themselves and they're carrying it proud. Yeah. And that pulls people, especially when it comes to the business life. If you are going to go into that meeting, even if you have nothing, even if you yeah. have no presentation, no evidence, like, but you go in that meeting and you own it because you know you own it, everyone's going to look towards you and say, that's a leader right there. That's someone I wouldn't follow. Yeah. Same thing when it comes to dating. A lot of people don't look shit, don't look like shit. Like, they're average, like six, seven at best. Yeah. But they come with the confidence that they're the shit. Yeah, boost that to nine, just, boy, 9, boy, 9.5. It works. Like, that's a pl- that's a plus three, plus four on that's there. Game, boy. On there yeah, that's yeah, a game, boy. That's a game over right you know, there. People back in the day was yeah. like, damn, that nigga got game. game. Like, he got yeah, game, He don't look like much. Play your ass. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, that not works. Play, in a, play can be put in so many different terms, good and bad. Yeah. So, I mean, if you go into an interview... And you got game, boy. You playing that fucking interview. You played that boy. You got the yeah. job. You played you know your part. You know how to work it. Like, even if you don't know much about the knowledge, as long as you have the confidence to back it up saying, hey, I don't know. I don't have this, but I will damn sure make it worth your while by learning about this while in that job. And I will give and I will deliver it to you because of that confidence, that decision making style that you have. It'll be. Um, It'll impress on the interviewer and they will lock it in and say, I want this person's personality and drive because they don't, a lot of people that I've interviewed may have the skills for it, but he has the drive for it. Yeah. And that's what locks it in. Yeah. A lot of the times when I go into interviews, I, I go in there with a Red Bull interview and that's when you just wing it, bro. <laughs> you just a red, wing is it, it called, what do you call it? The Red Bull interview. Red Bull interview. Yeah. Can you explain that for me? You wing it. You know, the Red Bull yeah. gives you wings. You take a Red Bull <laughs> Red before going to your interview. You just wing it. Oh, you, don't okay. know, you just need this job. You're you going to do as much as you can. You're going to find those keywords. You're going to exploit them. You're going <laughs> to use it to your advantage in that interview. Yeah, it's a process. <laughs> it's a process. No, that makes sense. And, and that's how I got this last job. I didn't, they said, uh, do you, you know, do you deal with, I forgot what the qualifications for this job was, but I said yes, and I went in there and I winged the fuck out of this. And I have a few coworkers that's gonna <laughs> listen to this podcast, and they know what I'm talking about because yeah. I said it right after. Shout I Shout out hired. to those coworkers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and um, from like that goes a lot of hand in hand when it comes to relationships in general. Um, speaking of relationships, what do you think is the most defining aspect of a relationship in terms of like? What makes a relationship work, regardless if it's lo- short distance, like you guys live together, or long distance, where you guys, you know. It's trust. Think. Trust is the number one thing in a relationship. Because without trust, you don't have any structure. How, you, if this person is living, you know, five, let's say like 24 miles, mm-hmm. 80 miles, 50 miles, whatever, however yeah. far, you're not with that person every night. You just got to have that trust that he's, they're not going off and doing whatever, you know. Yeah, that's hard. It, 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 it is very hard, but you just it's something that you just got to deal with. Like, they're going to do what you're going to do. It's gonna Everything comes out in the light eventually. Yeah. Either they're going to slip up. Uh, <laughs> if, if, it's, if, it's, you know, if it's that fact where it's, it's something, bad not, something bad is going on, they're not doing yeah. what they're supposed to be doing, it's going to come out in the light. Yeah, it's, it's going it, to sooner or later – show up you have skeletons in the closets it's gonna be bring up yeah. somehow somewhere yeah trust is a very that's big an, thing. i feel like that's the number one thing because without trust you don't have respect without trust you don't have uh i'm mean, gonna use the word structure because yeah. relationship needs structure and it's ba- it's it's all built on trust um kind of context um while we were talking about trust in the relationship uh big man's girlfriend's 
Sarah is actually across the room from us. And while we're talking about trust, she took a big mug, sips it lightly, like sipping tea here, <laughs> sipping tea, and just like mm-hmm, kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. it's just right. a fun. It's just a funny thing that I saw, and I wanted to describe it yeah. to the audience just in case. But going back to the trust, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm in a long distance relationship right now. Yeah. And the biggest thing that we do is literally at the end of the day, let each other know how that day went. How that day went. Like, yeah. You're, you're, they're your journal. Like, there's a reason why I haven't touched that journal at all. My own personal journal, like on Tumblr, is because my girl is my journal. Yeah. She, I tell her literally anything and everything. Yeah. From like, hey, um, I had a bad day at work or good day at work to, I um, I went out drinking with my coworkers out of nowhere. We got drunk, but don't worry, everything is fine. And trusting that's com- it's a combination of trust and communication. Yeah, yeah, that's respect right there. Yeah, and I don't like to talk about work when I get home, dude. You don't? No. Why? Like yeah, I'll bring it. I'll bring it up occasionally when I talk about like uh, certain people at work. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't really talk about. I don't. I fucking hate talking about work because I don't want to bring that home. But mm. I know you. You have a career. I have a job. <laughs> I have a job. It's two different things. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be committed to where I can. Uh, I mean, that makes sense. You, you know, what I mean, yeah. I, I won't treat it as. Um, to you, it's temporary. A career. Yeah, it's a temporary place. So I don't really care about. I met some cool people. I'm not gonna say I don't care about the relationships I built with people at uh, at my job. Yeah. Because I've been there for a year. Definitely. And you know, you over a year, you get to know someone basically. And I met a couple of people that's like, okay, I can I can be friends with them for a while, you oh, know, okay. for a long time. So you're saying that because you don't have much commitment to the job, not to the not to your coworkers, yeah. to the relationships, but I to the tend job to be in general. From them. Yeah, is you want to keep that uh, work distance from them and not yeah. bring it to the house because you don't want it to become an integral part of your life. Because exactly. That was never the plan in exactly. the first place. Well, for me, it's different. I have a career. I know mm-hmm. I'm gonna be invested in it in the long term. Exactly. Yeah, that See, makes. Yeah. I treat it totally different. So when I get home. I'm just like up. Oh, I'm sitting down. I'm chilling, playing some video games, not talking about work, cause it. That's a stress that I don't want to bring home. Mm. That's something I should be stressing out in that eight hours. But once I clock out, I'm like, well, okay, <laughs> if that's something I have to worry about tomorrow. <laughs> you know, that's future big man's problem right there. Yeah. You know. It's so flip but, the question. Um, does your girlfriend talk about her oh, work yeah. to you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, okay, so yeah, like open it up about everything. Like that's how they, that's how she vents. Yeah, in general, nice. Um, it her job yeah. is very, the everything's right now is just in shambles. Mm. They're trying to get it. They're trying to put everything back together. So she has uh, a lot to talk about. Nice. Um, well, so not nice in like the company, but nice that y- she has. I mean, it's some good and bad. It's some good <laughs> and bad things. It's Just want to clarify that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's some good and bad things going on. So you know, we have like some mixed conversations. Yeah. Uh, but same thing for me. Um, my girlfriend, she works for the food service industry, yeah. which means that she has some interesting stories, yeah. bro. Yeah. <laughs> see, see, it's it's different when you're working with, you know, customers and you know, like for the public. I'm working in like a, a place where I don't have to deal with any customers, mm-hmm. but over the phone or email. Same thing with her. So like, I miss the aspect of uh, being around people in public when you I used to work it? at Walmart. Yeah, because you get some interesting char- uh, characters, bro. Like in real life, like. It's it's different from from emails. You know, you can yeah. you can kind of tell someone's personality to email. You can tell either he's an asshole, a dick, or he's trying to be funny. He's cool with whatever, mm-hmm. he's, you know, whatever. But in person, it's the whole. You have the the whole image. You have the pic. You have the picture of the guy. Yeah, you, you, have, know, you, e- have, you have everything there. It's all visualized yeah, for so you. So it makes it a lot better. Same, when you same deal with thing that, for me. Yeah. With those people. Um, I I'm in your kind of 
position where I don't I deal with a good amount of of people in my career like social yeah. aspect because I work for technical support I deal with people in that kind of way however I don't work for food service industry which is 10 times worse than the yeah. tech industry in terms of people who are very ungrateful Yes, people should be more grateful to the food service industry, especially oh, bartenders, yeah. waitresses, servers. Please tip them uh, a lot of money because honestly, that's that, yeah. that's that's their life. They're doing something that you can't do at home, yeah. bruh. So just that that's a that's a as a PSA right there. Like you bring your lazy ass <laughs> here. You bring your lazy ass here because you don't want to cook, uh-huh. and then you're gonna disrespect the server. Mm-hmm. Like what the fuck is that about? I know, um, but in terms of. Um, what were we talking about again? Because I like, kind of lost my train of thought. You gonna ask me the person that's hot as fuck right now? Huh? You gonna ask me? <laughs> All right. So you, you know gonna... you you listen to my podcast, so you know <laughs> right. I forget shit in ten let's, seconds. Let's revert back to our previous. We we're talking question. about trust. Then we're talking about aspects of a aspects relationship. of relationship. So we have trust, and, trust. and communication. Yeah, I'm in a long distance relationship, and holy shit, you have to have shit, a lot of communication. That's bro. integral. Like yes, um, it definitely helps out that my girlfriend is only three hours away from me yeah. that's still considered long distance just because i don't get to see her um day by day that's not a daily trip t- <laughs> yo i i bought a car 26k miles like at the end of february it is now the end of april and i have put in five thousand miles in that god damn yeah i put five thousand miles <laughs> in my average, car in uh the average two um trip miles that i done from my place to here fresno is about three two three hundred miles, four hundred miles round trip. So yeah. yeah, that that racks up like crazy. So, <laughs> but Can't yeah, so things you do for love, you know. Yeah. Um, Game of Thrones reference, but uh, you know Game of Thrones uh, reference. Uh, the things you do for love. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. We'll go. We'll no, get there when we get I there. I have way too many references. I'm on season five, bro. That's season one, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know about the things you do for love Game of Thrones reference, it's the end of season one, episode one, where Bran Stark climbs up to the tower, finds out that Jamie Lannister and oh, Cersei Lannister are fucking each other. Sisters and brothers. Jamie God went up to Bran, looked at Cersei, and says, "The things we do for love." It proceeds to push Bran out of the window. By the way, that's a spoiler. So if you haven't seen Game of Thrones, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen season one, he's not episode sorry one. because. <laughs> That shit came out like five years ago. And so you're five sp- years behind. Fuck the you. Spoiler ban is over on that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, back to the thing. But yeah, um, the things we do for love. It's, yeah, we try to make a, a habit as well as a routine to identify even if we got, even if I or her, we both get home later at like 11 or 12. We still try to talk either through FaceTime or through just phone call and yeah. just at least say goodnight to each other. Yeah. As in say, hey, babe, I'm tired. I would love to talk to you. I just want to hear your voice. And you have that sort of like connection with them. I've, um, my, my sort of, ac- not accomplishment, yeah, accomplishment is I have never gone a day without communicating with my girlfriend. Okay, yeah. same here. And that, and we're long distance though. That's a yeah. thing. Like we at the end of the day we've always tried to say, "Hey, let's talk even if it's like late at night." But we yeah. always try to talk to each other. Yeah. And that's ha- not hard, but that's integral to a long distance relationship and a relationship in general. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's how I feel about um, relationships. 
and that's how I feel about like yeah the communication. Do you think um, is there anything else that you can think about when it comes to the defining aspects? Trust, communication. Uh, I mean dedication too. You gotta dedicate yourself to that relationship. Oh, commitment. Yeah, uh, commitment is definitely one of the biggest things. If you if you can't commit, then what's the point of being there? You know what I mean? Yeah. By the way, context, uh, Sarah is across the room looking at us, <laughs> and I am very tempted to ask her to join in on this conversation. Sarah, yes or no? Yeah, what Come do you on, think? just what, put what in is, your opinion, is, and we will relate back to the mic here. Uh, future, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pretty guests. sure it's the same. What is one thing you need in a relationship? What is the one thing you want in a relationship? So, question, all right. Um, question for you. And... When it comes to relations <coughs> in general, what do you feel like is the biggest thing about yours and Big Man's relationship in terms of why you guys are still together? Sex. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you can be honest. <laughs> if, if, if you're okay with talking about it, go ahead. If you're not, then we'll be able to move on. It's up to you. better say some good um, shit. <laughs> Probably like being vulnerable. Oh, nice. So yeah, being, I'm a good so person Sarah to talk said to. Being vulnerable. Do you, do you want to have the mic, or would you rather us talk for you? I'm just wondering. I'm, I'm, it doesn't, I told, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's not recording anything. You couldn't hear anything you just said. Oh, awesome. Uh, so she said uh, sex, so. No. <laughs> she did uh. not say sex. She says um, a vulnerability. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's a good, oh, yeah, uh, that's definitely a good topic in terms of being able to connect with your partner in a relationship because, I think there are different levels of vulnerability. Yeah. There's one where you can be vulnerable to your parents, your family, vulnerable to your friends, and vulnerable to your loved one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. How, how do you feel about that? Like, what things can you talk about with your family versus your friends versus your lover, your um, significant other? About family, I don't, like, I don't really talk to a lot of family. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't really know anything about my personal life, and that's, that's, a, that's my choice. Okay. That's my choice. Uh, friends, I don't really. Uh, I keep, I tell all my friends everything. Same thing with Sarah. I mean, I don't talk about anything that happened, as you know, the dark stuff. You know, what I mean, it, it's more of a thing um, for me to hold that to myself because I don't want everybody to know my deep dark secrets. I tell Sarah; she she knows a few of them, but it's some that we haven't talked about that I you know uh, lived through. Yeah. And how, what question? How long have you guys been together again? Two years, two and a half years almost. Wow, that's yeah. longer than I've ever been. Hey, the dog has barked, wants, and that's why we stopped wants, talking. He wants to get out. He's pissed. It's fine. He can He's be pissed if he wants pissed. to. But anyways, um, yeah. So two years you guys been together. Congratulations yeah. on that, by hey, the way. Thank you, thank you, thank yeah. you. Hopefully my relationship goes farther. <laughs> <laughs> as far, at least. Um, yeah. I uh, dedicated to that. But anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so two years. What, um, how much have you learned about each other and what have you learned about each other that you can talk about here? A lot. Um, yes, this turned to a podcast uh, about me analyzing we, and discussing. We have, no, no, what the fine. fuck? You just take control. I like this. Because like <laughs> like no one interviews me. No yeah. one interviews. Nobody ever wants to interview me when I get on a podcast. They don't have questions. Well, that has changed with my presence. Exactly, and I like it. Thank you. I like it. Um, Anyways, but yeah. Yeah, we we learned a lot. We learned. I learned what she don't like about me. <laughs> I like what she do. I learned the first few months like of getting with each yeah. of dating together. It's, it, it was the first few months of living together where she really figured out, like, oh, man, maybe I should break up with this dude. 
<laughs> I mean, she still has that option. Just kidding. Yeah, she does. She does. But anyways, all right. So what else? Um, no, we 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 definitely learned enough to identify each other's bodies after if we ever burned in a car accident or oh, one of us separately. About, yeah, yeah, yeah. If that like, if that makes sense. <laughs> that, told, that makes sense. But, um, oh yeah, that's those are his yeah. teeth. That's him. Yeah. yeah. He's For me it's kind of like the same thing, not just like living together um into, like you guys. You guys yeah, yeah definitely you, you'll see a lot more of how each other's personalities work based on certain situations yeah. because you guys are, you know, hanging out 24/7 pretty much. Same thing in a di- same concept, different situation with long distance relationship. Yeah. I feel like being in a long-distance relationship definitely gives some perspective on how you personally deal with conflict. Yeah. For like, and if if you went on, ever went on a business trip, you know that you can do that. If I'm Sarah's gonna be going to the UK soon, and we nice. it's gonna be our first time we're away from each other for a whole week, so that's really? gonna be fucking crucial. Like I'm already thinking about getting like you know getting my stuff together and and buying a ticket to go. You <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah. It's the attachment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that that's what that's another thing that I would envy about a uh, long distance relationship is that you can go out and do stuff with, without that other person, mm-hmm. you know, and and be cool with it. But now it's more like, like I went to go session with my homie Devin. He was on a podcast before, and I'm so used to Sarah in the back seat when we sesh. Seven to be Dara be Dara Darren seven. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh Devin to be in the driver's seat, I'm in passenger seat, Sarah's in behind us with Sesh. Yeah. This is going on for two years. Be you know, like once we introduced before we started dating, um I introduced my friend Devin and we would hang out and I got him into smoking and stuff like that. And it would and just be consistent set chesses with us three. Yeah. And I went this was like two two months ago maybe. I went to go session with him after work. And uh, we're talking. She's at a women's group or something. And I'm talking, and I try to pass it to her. No, I'm talking to her mm-hmm. this whole time. And Devin's like, who the fuck are you talking to? And I'm like, oh, Sarah. And I was like, oh, fuck, she's not here. <laughs> so that's, I think, you know what I mean? It's like, like a habit. Exactly. Yeah. So whenever I wake up in the morning and Sarah sleeps on the couch or she forgets to come to bed, it's just like, oh, fuck, where the fuck is she? You know, it's, it's something that you're it's not used to. Yeah, there's an absence. In yeah, exactly. It's one week. One week. I mean, I know it's not that long, but I feel like no, no, no. it's it going is. to drag. I mean, drag. you guys live together. And the fact that you guys are going to be gone for like for one week, it definitely not puts a toll, but definitely will impact your relationship in some way. True, true. In a way that, like for me, when it comes to my longest relationship, we average about like one or two weeks gone from each other. But yeah, yeah like in a way that we don't hang out for like two weeks just because, you know, work stuff. Uh, but the longest we actually have been away from each other is like almost a month where I went to the UK for work and stayed there for three weeks. I was yeah. actually not physically there with her for those three weeks. The longest we usually haven't been with you together was one week. But yeah, that did put a strain in our relationship. It showed us how we both deal with conflict. Yeah. The long distance relationship in general it showed me how I deal with conflict and why it's not appropriate for this relationship because mm-hmm. of how the other person's personality is. For me, I'm pref- I prefer to deal with conflict and let's get shit done. You and me, we have issues with each other. Let's um, face each other, take a seat, and just talk it out. Yeah. Because, you know, we have to communicate about it. We exactly. have to talk about exactly how we're feeling. But sometimes people just don't act that way. Sometimes people 
it's hard for them to communicate that just because they're put on the spotlight. They need to process things in a maybe an extended period of time, and you have to give them space. Yeah. And for me, that was hard for me to f- recognize and wait for because, in a way, I'm an impatient person. Me too. Where, bro. <laughs> yeah. I don't even like waiting on toast. It <laughs> just takes a minute and thirty seconds, bro. Yeah. I mean, in terms of um, in terms of waiting. I don't like it when an issue gets delayed, delayed, and like you want to talk about it yeah, right away. Yeah, I want to get that shit done. We want to make talk- sure that we get it over with and yeah. we move on from there. When he brought up the podcast thing a couple of days ago and what he didn't like about it, he was fucking twitching. He's like, "Yo, you know what? I was gonna bring this up later, but we gotta talk about this shit right now." I'm like, "God damn!" I was also inebriated, not inebriated, but I was also a bit high and yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. I. My emotions were not as constrained as they were before. He started choking me and shit, and I'm like, yeah. dude, let's just I, talk about it, bro. Yeah. We can talk about this. I was, you know. I was almost going to bust his balls for that <laughs> shit, like physically speaking, just because it, I was so angry. The fucked up part is I didn't even know what he was talking about at first. I'm like, wait, what are you oh, talking about? Okay, you fucking right, podcast right. offended me. I did me. not know this. Fuck you. <laughs> My, your fucking podcast offended me. That's how he approached me. I'm like, mm. hi, Robin. That's how we... Uh, you that's know, how we're going to start off this yeah, conversation. That's how we greet each other, you know, Robin. That's how we do it in America, Yeah, bro. no, but like... Like in terms of com- yeah, um, but I like talking. The way <laughs> I am able to discuss an issue is just talk about it and try to figure out a way to do it. But sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. And but if you can't talk, this person is going around it the entire mm-hmm. time. I do that sometimes. I know, like, I'm not perfect. I, I, you know, I'll try to avoid a conversation as long as I can, and then I'm like, you know what? Oh, that's let's let's just do it. Fuck it. You know? That's something. Yeah, I mean, that's something that does need to improve. But at the same time. Everyone has their ways of dealing with conflict. The worst way of dealing with conflict, in my opinion, is to ignore the conflict. Avoid it. You, you, like you, you're not ignoring it. You're avoiding it, bro, because you know it's there. Yeah, you know it's there. You're acknowledging it's like, it. You're like, but nope, later. It's I'm like it's, avoid it. it's a boiling pot. Like You just keep tossing all the shit underneath a rug until it piles up and realize, I got to take care of this. Yep. And then by that time, it's too late. Yep. Yeah. Just like credit, boy. Once I get on a... Collections, you're fucked. I love the way you just off the rails conversation, but it's totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about credit, but um, yeah. So <laughs> that's um, that's how I feel when it comes to conflict resolution. That's one of the things that came up when it comes when I'm dealing with long distance, not dealing when I'm in a long distance relationship. Yeah. Uh, the biggest part about a long distance relationship is that it forces you to deal with the realities of the relationship and like you your honeymoon phase gets done quick oh yeah I bet. yeah like you, you know how you have the honeymoon phase usually like either a year or like always with months. each other yeah. you also with each other you're like very um you're so engorged into the relationship because you guys are close together and everything yeah. but in the long distance because you have to let go you have to cut it it forces like oh shit kind of like either what have i got myself into or like i'm forced to look at it from a logical perspective now yeah and that speeds up the process fast. True. So that's why, because I'm in the longest relationship with my girlfriend for, um, well, seven months, but we've known each other for like a year and a couple, a year and a couple of months. Uh-huh. That's when I realized I'm actually better with this relationship in terms of conflict relation, in terms of how we communicate and how we trust each other, and I'm in a good spot with this. Yeah. Because, Ooh. because I gone I gone through that shit that it would usually take me about a year or two with another relationship. Yeah. So yeah, that's good. That's some good progress, bro. Yeah. Proud of you. So um, so w- okay, another question for your relationship. Uh huh. W- 
what is something that a flaw that you had or something that you worked on that you you two both helped each other and now you're the better off for it that's a big thing that's a big question uh, <laughs> i guess she's helping me eat a lot better nice before i would have if this was a fucking you know if this is a, a apartment for dudes it'd be it's a man cave. frozen burritos pizza pizza, pizza 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 pizzas Everything fucking, you know, those, those I mean, uh, we don't animal cook. shapes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't cook for shit. We Uber they, eats nothing. Exactly. They, it would be those animal shaped nuggets in there. <laughs> a bunch of soda. We have no soda, but yeah. we, we don't have soda here. Oh, you cleaned them out? Oh, my we God. We don't drink soda I'm like so that. I'm so sorry. We drink juices. <laughs> you drink juices? Juices and teas, bro. Yeah. I think that's yeah. going to be the same thing when I when I decide to live with my girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I feel good about it, though. You know, I feel like. My blood pressure is way down from that's good. when I used to eat all so this di- shit. So diet. Sauce. Yeah. So you're able to diet, diet better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Does she cook? We both cook. Oh, you both cook? Yeah, oh, we got, wow. We, we that's something I need to work on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't cook. Hey, um, it, I eat at work and that's it. It happens, bro. I fucking hate cooking, though. I, I hate preparation. I'll do the cooking part, but preparing it just fucking sucks. Yeah. Chopping and chopping and chopping and chopping. Mixing and chopping and mixing and chopping. All this shit? Yeah. No, I don't like but that. But at least you're better off now in a way that even even if she's not there, you're able yeah, can, to yeah. yeah able to do it yourself. Most likely when she leaves for that one week, bro, it's pe- hey, by that you guys gotta go to Costco boy. together and just restock for like a whole week. Nope, it's gonna be she, <laughs> even if she do that. Postmates, Postmates, Postmates. You gonna see my bake same bro? It's gonna be whole like two breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, yeah. and but yeah, um, wow, that's honestly. Are you guys like the ones in the longest? Oh no, you got your Paulo. Yeah, you got Paulo. Oh, but we're the second one. Uh, yeah, we're the second longest, and it's Chris after us. Oh yeah, because they got they got married, right? No, Chris, no. Oh no, something that's that was uh, Santi. That's Santi. Yeah, okay. Santi's married. Sorry, I like, you can tell I haven't been in this the squad as long as yeah. I want to yeah, because yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. much about it. Cool, but, you yeah, learn. Um, kind of. W- Want to wrap it up? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We can wrap it up. But yeah, um, I think we talked we about have a, a part lot two. of stuff. We gotta have a part two. Yeah, we have a part two coming coming no, real I'm soon. I'm serious. <laughs> That's a good conversation. I just like that you took lead. I just need a break sometimes. So <laughs> if you can just come and take take the lead once in a while, just Thank to relieve you. me, interview me, get to know me more, and I get to know you, that'd be great. I like leading conversations in a way that I can either pick the mind of the person I'm talking to, Hell yeah. or just have open-ended conversation with them and just you know shoot the shit in a way. Yeah, that's the reason why I'm. People can just approach me. We can just talk about anything. Yeah, as long as I've I'm seen in the that. mood for it. Yeah, one uh, freaking Christmas party, just talking to everybody. I think you got more uh, business cards than me, though. Oh, I I wasn't even looking for business cards. I was just looking to talk. But oh, yeah, I go I to collect, boy. <laughs> I go to collect. Yeah, but um, ser- yeah. Thank you for having me. Oh, for sure. Thank you for being on the Endless Weekend Podcast. Um, Again, my name is Robin. Um, Yeah, I thank you for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate it. I I appreciate you I'm like, I think the first fan that got into a podcast or no? Um, Fan... (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't put you on a critic. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put you as fan. I would put you as a friend. Oh, thank you. But uh, but like I said, I'm only putting friends on a podcast. Mm-hmm. If I mean, I'm gonna interview um, a couple people. Is my girlfriend one of them? 
Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. She's I'm been. S- she's been I asking. I know. I know. I know. Ha- ha- hounding me. I want to do She Loki got salty when you asked me oh, <laughs> instead of her, and she's like, somebody I'm peanut butter I'm jealous. Hey, but yeah. Um. Yeah. No, thank the you. other the other boys are they're like, what the fuck, bro? We were supposed to be on it. I told him we're gonna do a group one, right? Yeah. And I was like, you know what, Robin? I want to talk to Robin about this, so I invited you. <laughs> thank and you. And they're like, bro, I thought we were supposed to do a squad one. I was like, yeah, but when I get more mics, they only got three <laughs> mics right now. Yeah. So. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for coming on the Endless Weekend podcast. We talked about some good shit. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh yeah. Thanks for coming. (laughs) Thanks for coming. All right. But thank you guys for listening. It was an Endless Weekend podcast. Uh, I'll do the outro later. But just know that this podcast is available on all platforms. Apple tried to take me down, but we're fighting it. Uh, So thank you guys for listening and have a nice day. Bye bye. Endless Weekend podcast. Hey, you made it to the end of the podcast. Hey, I appreciate you and I appreciate your time. I hope you uh, really enjoyed this podcast. Uh, It was a good time, you know, sitting around talking to people, getting to know people or getting to know stuff about people that you didn't know. It's, It's a good time, man. It's a good time. So I hope you guys liked the conversation. I hope you guys liked the podcast. Leave a like. And leave a comment, man. I'll read your comments off in the next podcast. But, uh, yeah. May the 13th. This is 11th podcast. We're on it, boys and girls. So I want to thank you guys for listening. And to let you know one more time, I have to do this. The Endless Weekend podcast is available on all platforms. Even if you have an Android. I mean, you can download Spotify. I don't really want you listening to me on Google Play. Uh, I prefer you just get Spotify. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, share it with your friends. Uh, you know, if you if your friend just had a kid or something, you know, let the little baby listen to it. He, he, they need to learn early. They need to learn early. Share with everybody, old people, uh, m- you know, people that's going through midlife crisis. You know, they need to hear this. Everyone. So thank you guys for listening. And thank you guys for supporting the Endless Weekend podcast. I'm your host, Roger Vaughn, and uh, have a good day, man.